Hey guys, I'm Alan Beek and welcome to Barber Soup, my unedited and unscripted Thinking Out Loud podcast. I'm going to be sharing my personal experiences and discussing topics related to the hair industry and my journey so far. So sit back, relax, and I hope you guys enjoy it. And here we are, episode five of Barber Soup, and this episode is titled Social Boost. So just briefly going over what I mentioned in the previous episode, creating this podcast was a goal that I'd set and my aim or my outcome was to go through the full setup and publish five episodes. So that was my full goal, set it up set and do five episodes. So it's really rewarding to actually reach this goal now. Now that I finally got here, it's made it very uh, fulfilling. And just to show you how creating systems and focusing on them rather than the goal itself, I'm going to break down exactly how I did it. So first of all, I watched a how-to video on YouTube, and then I listed the equipment, the software, and the platform that I'd need to look into and do some research on. Then I started to list the themes and subjects or topics that I wanted to talk about, and these were on different pages in my journal. And when an idea came into my head or a topic or a bullet point of something that I wanted to go over, I would simply just add it to that page underneath the corresponding episode title. So I started off with the episode titles and then just kind of elaborated from that title of things to talk about. Now in my journal there are tons of notes on each page and to keep it as unscripted as possible what I do is make bullet points and then just try and wing it from there. I've also mentioned two words previously that I always, always think of and they are motion and action. And although they sound very similar, they both have completely different meanings. Motion is what we are in when we are planning, creating ideas, brainstorming and discussing the things that you want to do with other people with comments like, oh, let's get this done, or we need to do that, or oh, this is a great idea, but all of which will never actually produce an outcome by itself. But action is physically acting out the motion to get the task done to achieve the result. Action is bringing the ideas to fruition. So when we're in motion and we're pumped and we're ready, just make sure that you know the clear difference between the planning and idea phase to the getting it the fuck done phase. Get ready to take that first step and don't just plant a seed and don't water it. Feed the fucking thing and watch it grow. So now we're getting into this episode, I'm going to present you with my social journey and ways to boost your social ability, whether it be physically social or cyber social, the almighty social media. Something that I've been asked a lot to talk about because everybody wants to boast their social medias. Um... Obviously, Instagram's a big one. And when I talk about social media, I generally mean my Instagram because that is my main um, point of call, really. That is my main social media platform. But it's also relevant to Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Grindr, Tinder, everything. Anything that you use, obviously, to put yourself out there and to progress and to um, put your work out there, then obviously, then that relates to you or to it. So let's talk first about the physical side of social boosting because we get so lost in trying to perform for our social media, our one-to-one or real-life service can be completely compromised and we need to remember that the clients that walk through the door every day are the ones paying our bills and it's important that we 
address their importance and address their needs before loads of people online that we've never even met before. Now, it's, it's really ironic that I'm going to give you tips on how to be socially superior when we're in isolation, but let's not get into that too much now. I don't want to start crying again like a five-year-old girl. So see, just see this as a refresher, ready for when things finally get back to normal. Everything we go through now is gonna make sure that client retention is 100%. So it's gonna sound a bit corporate, but corporate works. It's the thing that we need to strive for in everything that we do, and that thing is consistency. We need to make sure that from when the client walks through the door and from when to the point where they leave that they are completely satisfied. In fact, no, we need to make sure that they're more than satisfied. We don't just want to meet their expectations, but we want to exceed them. And we can do that by giving them the best possible service. And we can do this from the second that they walk into the shop. So we have a role cemented within our team and that's hosting. Not in the robotic way that you get at Foot Locker or Selfridges. There's nothing worse when you walk into, let's say Selfridges for example, and you're in Louis Vuitton, making it out like you're dead rich when you're not and an assistant comes running up to you and first thing they say is, are you okay? Is there anything I can help you with? And you just want to do some shopping. You just want to have a look around and it can get really uncomfortable. So it's a very natural and genuine welcome. Lots of eye contact, a handshake or a cuddle, depending on how well you know your client. Then we acknowledge their appointment just by double checking what time they're booked in and who they're booked in with. Now we already know this, but it's just a positive affirmation to the client. Then as soon as they sat down, they're asked what they would like to drink. Not if they would like a drink, but what they would like to drink. Some people are too polite and will say no, no matter what. So if you change your vocabulary and basically bully them, to bully them into having a nice coffee or a cold drink, then it's gonna heighten the experience. And little things like that help us exceed what they are expecting, especially if they're a new client. Regulars now of ours are at that point where they can just walk up the stairs, we do the greet, they sit down and the coffee's already there waiting for them. They know the drill. Again, it's really important that we have this personal rapport with our clients. When we create this client-barber friendship bond, it makes the whole service much more fluid and more relaxed. That's why I think it's imperative to get to know your client's name. It makes everything a lot more personal and again, they feel more at home and more welcome. I used to have an easy strategy to remember people's names and that was by using positive associations or like silly alliterations with the names. So a good example of this would be a guy whose hair I used to cut a few years ago and I asked him a few questions, you know, to just to find common ground, just to keep the conversation going and found out that he had two young girls and his name was Gary. So in the future then he became Two Girls Gary. And I repeated that in my head a few times and that was it, done. His name was remembered and embedded and never to be forgotten. Having your haircut is a very sensory and stimulating experience. So let's break all the senses down and see how we can maximize on each one. So first of all, we have sight. Is the shop aesthetically pleasing? And does it look nice? Is it clean? Is it tidy? And is it well lit? And then we go on to sound. You have, so sound, you have to know your audience. So if we're having music on, is it a family shop? Then put on some chilled vibes, some Motown, some 
easy listening and something that's clean, obviously. Or if you've got a really young clientele, then you can smash out a load of Drake, just as long as it's something nice for them to listen to. And then you have smell. And this is one of the things I used to love about the barbershop. Um, the smell, shampoo, hairspray, styling products, fresh coffee, uh, a diffuser on the go. Just make sure that it's it's subtle smell. It's not too overpowering. Like Reese's vegan oud that you can smell outside his car when he's in it with the windows closed. Taste. Now we can list every known drink to man but there's only one drink that wins in a barbershop and that's coffee some people will say beer but we're not trying to incite uh, drinking and driving so we stick with coffee um i prefer mine short and sweet a lot like me short strong and sweet a little cortado with half a sugar in that's the one and then feel the sensory feel the most important reason why we wash someone's hair is obviously to clean it and it gives us a blank canvas and resets and wets the hair and it makes it perfectly ready to cut but it also feels very very nice there's been plenty of occasions where i'll come into the shop if i've got a headache not feeling too great and just want that kind of little bit of a revitalize then i'll get one of the girls to to wash my hair it's extremely relaxing feels incredible and it mentally prepares your clients to have their hair cut now if we wanted to create consistency throughout the shop, each job role from the junior to the director, it's a really good idea to write down each job roles like a system systems manual for each job role. So the apprentice would have theirs, the stylist would have their own, and the director would have theirs too, which is basically a list of responsibilities they are that they are expected to do each and every day. Almost like a job description, but in more detail. It can be broken down into a job list. And throughout the job roles, each and every responsibility in the shop is covered. And that means that everything gets done and everyone gets seen to. Well, that's very unprofessional of me because my phone's still on loud and you can hear myself getting messages. But please just ignore that. And I'm not going back because I'm not editing out sounds of my phone. But anyway, let's crack on. The two brothers who started uh, McDonald's did this. Uh, they wrote down systems manuals for every job role within uh, each restaurant. So let's start off with the first restaurant. The McDonald's brothers wanted systems manuals from every job that was associated with running that restaurant from welcoming clients to cleaning the toilets and each had a set procedure and people were assigned to each job. And it didn't just mean that everything was done, it also meant that the standards was documented, the standards were checked and audited. And each restaurant was exactly the same each time. You'd hate to think that one of your clients had an amazing experience in one visit and then had a horrendous visit in the next. So using this system of manuals will help you make sure that each visit is as good as the last one. And this kind of, this kind of work is called uh, franchise prototyping. And not necessarily that it's going to happen, a franchise. You don't need to franchise your business. But if you have that mindset that you can open 100 shops from Scotland to London, you want to make sure that the one at the top of the country is just as good as the one at the bottom. Now, all because they use the same systems of manuals and of how to act and what to do, what jobs, what roles and responsibilities everybody had. I actually know some barbershops who 
used their first barbershop as their franchise prototype, wrote out all their systems manuals, all their job roles and responsibilities, and then used it and presented it to investors and got loads of money to open new shops because they gave them a fail-safe plan. Now, if you're a stylist and you adhere to these systems manuals, which has been carefully put together, and you're going to be consistent with it and you're going to gain loads of new clients and you're going to have great client retention. Now, this is where I want to transition into social media because this still involves the client that's sat in your chair. And social media, all forms of it, need to be your best friend. I tend to video a lot of my work. So every time I finish a client, I pull up my phone, I go onto social media and I will film the client. And this is a great way of building clientele and helping your page grow organically. It's a very, very easy, simple and effective technique. I finish the haircut and I capture what I've done by just by doing a little video just to show people around me, all of my followers, exactly what haircuts I'm doing during the course of the day. And I always tag the client in it. This has so many advantages. So one, it gives the client faith and shows them that you're pleased with the outcome. If you're pleased with it, then obviously they're going to be. Two, it gives them a sense of pride that you're willing to post it. Three, it's content and content is king. And four, it'll boost your following and interaction. So let's crunch some numbers. Due to the sharing capabilities that Instagram has now, when you post a video or a picture of a client and they repost it, with, and the majority of people do, if you're gonna put somebody up on your Instagram, I can guarantee that they're gonna share it because let's face it, they've just had a new haircut. It's You know the right angles to get them in, looking all chiseled and brand new. And it's really, really showing them off. And they can't wait to share it. So let's say each one of your clients has between 100 to 1,000 followers themselves. And you do on average anything between, I don't know, Let's say on average 16 haircuts a day. That's 1,000 to 16,000 people in one given day that are going to see your work. And that's not including your own followers. That's just potential new clients. And I've found that monumental in my social media growth. So you, you guys, make sure you give that a go. Now, if you haven't changed your profile to a business page, I suggest that you do so. You're, you're a business and your Instagram is one too. So whether you like that fact or not, we need to start treating it like one. This is where we can start to look at the analytics of our posts. So when we get the most likes, when we get new followers and engagement, and it also tells you where your new followers come from. And this allows us then to work out the optimum posting days and times to maximize the amount of people that see our posts. So posting at 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning is just madness because Everyone is either working or asleep. If they don't have kids or they were out the night before or they're literally in a barbershop or just working. My point is we want as many people to see the post as possible. For example, my most interactive days are Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays. And I need to post around 9 p.m. to make sure that I hit every country. And it's most likely when people are sat down, I've got the phone in their hands, they're rewinding for the day. Everyone just sits down, chills, cup of tea, beer, and the phone is in their hands and they're having a good scroll through. Hashtags are there, so use them. 
Use ones that you think are most applicable to you and you can write them all down in your notes on your phone and with every post you can just copy and paste them. And when I look at the analytics, I'm still really shocked at how many people see or like the picture from the, the hashtag alone. And you can see this on the insights when you post and it's turned into a business page. Then we move on to tagging people into your posts. So you'll see from my images that I always tag my uh, the team and then I tag sharing pages. And this is a great way to get yourself work seen um, and build industry followers in the hope that your work gets shared. And it's, it's a nice feeling knowing that someone else has taken appreciation from one of your posts. And subconsciously, when you're in the shop and decide that you're gonna take a picture, it kind of gives you that little bit of hope that it will get shared. And consequently, it kind of makes you work a little bit harder. It gives you that mindset that if I put in a little bit more effort, uh, then hopefully it will get shared. And anything that makes us put in more effort is worth doing. If you're using certain brands or certain products, tag them in it and hopefully they'll share it. Let them see who you are and what you're using. Being active isn't just about posting and doing stories and lives or boomerangs like you've just spent four weeks in Australia. It's about being communicative, responding to messages, liking comments, answering questions on posts, and doing the same with others as well. Giving people compliments, asking them questions, or even starting conversations. With my Twitter account, I just ghost post. I throw up a post for the sake of it, and there's a couple of thousand people on that page, but if I was more present on it, it would do a whole lot better if I actually did some engagement. So make sure that you engage with people, be present, Throw some likes out there and show some genuine interest in other people. So try not to seek followers just for your number count. I've seen some of the best barbers in the world with only a really small following and it's more the quality of the people that follow you over the quantity. Having 10,000 followers from Korea or 1,000 from your hometown, it's gonna be so much more beneficial to you if the people that are following you are around you which could potentially turn into clients and a good way to instill this is to seek good relationships rather than followers so you're kind of working intrinsically with whatever your social media platform is and once you work that way all your extrinsic elements will happen so if you start good relationships with people you're obviously going to gain a lot more likes because you've got that genuine bond or relationship with them and they're more likely to like a picture comment on a picture and that's obviously just gonna drive a stronger following. So we focus again intrinsically and the extrinsic will follow. I love how I set up the challenge a few episodes ago and asked everyone to message new people that they hadn't spoken to before. And it was class because I got to be the receiver of some of those messages, which I'm always buzzing to get. And I always make sure that I try to reply to everyone. It might take me a while, but I always work my way through my messages. I don't think I've had a stood up wee in years. I can get through about 10 to 50 messages done per toilet visit. Now, share and share alike. As I mentioned, your clients sharing the post that you did. If you see something and like it, share it, show some appreciation. We created the Ruger culture page for exactly that. So we're always posting people's work out of love and appreciation. And these people come from different cultures all around the world. So if you don't follow, follow the Ruger Culture page, go on Instagram, follow it and 
tag your images to it and make sure you tag your stories in it as well so we can see and share. Now, lastly, and most importantly, content. Content is, is everything. What you've got to sell and how you've got to, and sorry, how you present it. Keeping it varied and aesthetic. You can get bored instantly looking at someone's page if it's literally the same haircut from the same angle all the way through it. So learn from that. Take shots from different angles. Use different locations in and around the shop. Mix up your images from color to black and white, unless you prefer to stick to one particular style. But your social media is an extension of your personality. So if you're a vibrant extrovert, then let it shine through your page. If you're quite a dark, moody introvert, then that's cool. Just give your page uh, an edgy vibe. It's nice to have a theme or a style to go with your page. Or like me, I just keep it as varied as possible. There's no particular order with the content. If I have an image or a video and I want to post it, I'll just do it. But always always on the days and the times that I, I tend to every single week. And again, it's so important to be consistent. Things won't change or happen overnight. If you want to lose weight, it takes time, not just one run or one post and yeah, you fucking smashed it. Building anything takes time, commitment and consistency. I've seen pages with amazing followings from just iPhone pictures and you tend to see a better following from pages that use a professional camera. Now, there's loads of ways in which you can up your game when it comes to images and photography. You can teach yourself with outlets like YouTube on how to take good quality pictures using an iPhone or any phone. And eBay is good for getting cheap equipment. I've helped somebody once get my full exact setup for a fraction of the price on eBay. And I even got mine secondhand as, as well off uh, Liam Twist, but he gave me a good deal. So that's good of him. He's a nice lad. But we'll delve more into photography in an upcoming episode. But before we hit the last segment, I'd like to set everybody a task. And the main aspect of this task is investment. So you can perceive that however you like. Investment is entirely up to you. And it could be something that costs or it could be something that's free, like time. There's nothing better than buying a new pair of shoes because you can run there faster than them or a new mattress because you know you're gonna sleep well, or a new car because you can drive that fast, or a new girlfriend or a new boyfriend because it's exciting and it's a positive change. And usually whatever you get is a massive boost to your running, sleeping, getting to and from work, or your sexual endeavors. But the same thing applies to your job. So invest in some new tools, use this time to do some research, treat yourself, Get some new clippers, scissors, combs, brushes, products, anything that's going to give you that little buzz and get ready to come back from lockdown excited and ready to attack work. Invest in some education. There's nothing more valuable than your knowledge. The more we know about our jobs, the easier it becomes and the more we enjoy it, which you know I'm a massive advocate for. If you're not in a position to make a monetary investment, then invest some time. There's plenty of free education out there. YouTube's great for that, which you know you can set aside one to a couple of hours a week to focus on self-progression. It's just about committing to something and sticking to it because you've personally made that investment and it's been written down, it's set in stone and it's something that you are committing to. And you know that 
you've set that dedication aside, that investment to spend time that's going to be paramount for your progression. So it doesn't need even need to be learning. If you're overworked or you're stressed or you're having mental health issues, rest and recuperation is just as important and helps you completely reset and come back more charged up than ever. And I really need to start practicing what I'm preaching here, but sharing my experiences both past and present is exactly what this podcast is all about. And my present investment is some downtime. Obviously, I'm forced to have downtime with the lockdown, but I'm away from the shop and doing non-cutting hair work. And it's time to plan and do jobs and anything that needs my full attention and gets missed in a working day because I'm so busy cutting hair. Now, to conclude the episode, I'll jump onto my book recommendation, and that is The Chimp Paradox by Professor Steve Peters. And now, if you've ever wondered why you completely fly off the handle when a little old lady pulls out with you at a junction, <clears throat> or you just completely lose it sometimes, then you'll enjoy reading this book. It's about learning whether you behave irrationally or impulsively, and it's a really powerful mind management model that can help you become more happy, more confident, a lot healthier, and to overall be more successful. It could take me an hour to summarize this book, but if you want some incredible insights as to how the human brain works and why, then this is something that you'd need to read. So I'm going to leave you guys there. I'll let you get back to whatever it is you're doing with your time off. In the next few weeks, I'm going to give you some insights as to what I'm doing to keep myself occupied and I'm going to be answering some questions that have come in from you guys and that's basically it. I I am back again in a week's time and I look forward to hearing from any feedback that you guys have got. Uh, Please, please, please leave me a review, share on social media and any comments would be greatly appreciated. So until then, stay safe. Don't worry, be happy.